Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 253. Holy shit, that's too many episodes. Of the No Podcast, we are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. 253 is too many. This might be the last one. You guys ready to hang it up? Is this the is this our swan song? Maybe. Sure. The last dance. We're going to get a Hulu special after this. Or was that ESPN Plus? Uh, this week, Mario Brothers in the library, question mark. Have y'all, this might be a side note, but have y'all seen libraries that rent video games out? I can, it's been a long time since I was in a public library, but that's a common thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. Does Pines do it? Uh, Pines is our local Georgia library system. I will have to check into that and let you know. I know they do ebooks. I do not know about video that's games. Cool. Ebooks is cool. So you, you just roll what? through with your e reader? Is that like a specific one you got to have? Um,. I don't, I don't remember if it's specific, but yeah, you can rent out ebooks all the time. I think <laughs> I think you just have to have the app on your phone, oh. and or you don't have to go. Like I'm, I'm thinking, there's like geofence. Like you have to go to the library and get in the parking <laughs> lot, and then you like you grab a book and you try to dash out of there with the <laughs> you stole your book digitally, like you're getting the hell out of there. No, no, it's nothing like that. Drive think, by book renting. Yeah, I think as long as you have the the app uh, and your account and everything, you can do it. The LinkedIn the there, yeah. Pines app. Uh, next up in news, Ubisoft Plus now on Xbox. What is that? Uh, Suicide Squad killed the release date. Well done, Brant. That was that was pretty good. Uh, Sega looking to purchase Rovio. I thought they were worth way more than what Sega could have purchased them for. And we have your April PlayStation Extra and Premium titles. I believe, if I recall correctly, there's some good titles in there. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined today by Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up? And our resident pa- uh, page master and lore master, Cesar Concepcion the second. Hello. Cesar, how do you do? Ginky. Grant, how do you do? Um good. Pretty good. Brant Brant is balls deep in some projects. We'll be we'll be catching up on that game's plate, I'm assuming. <laughs> nah, nah. Just a lot to do. Not a, not as many games played. What Game Boy Color? Yeah, I, I think we're all in that boat. Lancaster's just been tearing it up. <laughs> uh, no, what, I have not. What is the next Game Boy console you're resurrecting, Brent? <laughs> yes, I think next one. Game Boy. I don't know. I did look at another. I did. I did find myself looking at a Game Boy Advance shells today. So. Oh hell. So I did, it's probably been four or five years, but I did an SP mod with a friend of the show, McLeod, and it went swimmingly. It was awesome. I had this real banged up, shitty, um, what's the good one? The the 101 with the bright screen? Yeah. And then I bought a Zelda third-party, like, um, gold uh, case and everything, and it looks brand spanking new now. It's beautiful. <laughs> And I, in that time in between then and now, I found a, uh, it's a 101, it's the original one. Yeah, I, know. I think I have the original as 001 well. 001 or whatever, yeah, whatever one is not the bright screen one. Uh, but it's got like a Dragon Ball sticker on it, and McLeod's like, you gotta save the Dragon Ball sticker. <laughs> but it's dinged up, like this thing looks like, uh, it's not quite the famous, you know, the, the Game Boy that survived the Iraq bombing, or like in 1991, that one they have yeah. on display. Uh, it's not quite that bad and melted looking and all that. And it, well, it does play Tetris, but not um, not natively like that system. Has anybody watched the Tetris movie yet? I haven't watched it yet. 
So, before my week-long vacation, I specifically downloaded that locally to my iPad with the intent of watching the Tetris movie. Never did. And have yet to do so. It's still, uh, so we just finished up an Apple TV, or Apple, what do they call that, Apple TV Plus, Apple Plus? Yeah. Uh, we just finished up a show, and I always look at, like, what's new, what's hot, that sort of thing. They they do, like, tiers and rankings and stuff. And the Tetris movie was, like, number four. So it's right up there along with their flagship stuff. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, Mario Brothers movie is still burning it up at the yeah. movie theater. So I still haven't see yet to see it yet. Mm-hmm. Y'all haven't meaning either? to. No. And that was one of those things where, yeah, I heard um, from, like, a movie critic during a review say that, Oh yeah, it's in theaters and it's and it's on the um, what is it Voodoo Voodoo app? And I was like, oh great, well yeah, I'll pay a little bit extra and watch it from home. It's not on there yet. You have to oh like you had me. I was like, wake up that's kids, the, I'm gonna yeah. run upstairs. <laughs> that's the thing. I think I think Shazam and, and there's a few other movies um, that are in there because like Voodoo and Fandango oh. are are like one thing. So they do like an early viewing thing, but Mario hasn't moved over into that threshold yet. That would make sense. I mean, it's still killing it. I don't think they would like immediately move. I'm pretty sure that was the number one movie this weekend, too. Uh, my cousin in Oregon couldn't believe I hadn't been to see it. She's like, we took the whole family. Why haven't you gone? You're the game guy. I'm like, we haven't <laughs> had time. There's been no time. Yeah, too busy. Life happens. I still would love to all get together and go see that. I think it would be a good time. We talked about that. Earlier today, because um, the one of the grandmothers called the other day and was asking if uh, Damn, like, are there like ten of them? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Call. grandmothers. Get to the kids. Get to the phone. It's one of the grandmothers. But she called and wanted to know if uh, our son would like to accompany her to the Mario movie, and uh, mom had to say, "Well, you know, that's something we all really wanted to Family. see together." Yeah, and. I you know had the conversation with her. I was like, yeah, the the guys said, uh, you know, should we go see this together? I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to see it with my family. She goes, well, yeah. we could all, you know, both that families group group of families. I was like, yeah, and I guess we could, you know, see if uh, if Cesar and if uh, Renee is in town. We could all everybody, but huge group, all go. That Renee would go. Uh, I know a friend of the show, Jeremy, wants to go and take his child as well. So that's we could we could pack I mean, a theater. I don't know how much the <laughs> rent a theater thing is, but yeah. we might be closing in on the point where it's we'd be okay with. So we it's have a couple, our, it's a couple hundred dollars. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like couple like two or a couple like five? Close to, close to three hundred maybe. Okay, divided by. I don't know. That might be that actually might maybe be thirty people. This. Yeah, thirty people divided by ten. That's a pretty decent rate. <laughs> Sneak our quick trip snacks in there. Or Wawa. I was recently in Florida where they have Wawas, and oh. Wawa might be the superior quick stop gas station. <laughs> I do. I do appreciate some Wawa. Oh, let's get onto this news. Oh, look at that! Super Mario Brothers themed. Oh, speaking of which, uh, is it Kotaku? <laughs> Kotaku has ranked the top 25 Super Mario games, and that is, I always appreciate lists, and uh, Jeremy Parrish was a noted, I won't say troll, but it was a conversation that he led on some of his ranking lists back in the day. Was that Kotaku? I feel like he was right for Kotaku then. Awesome. But this one is, this one is interesting. 
the original Super Mario Brothers is like number 13. So there's some there's some wild stuff. Is it? Yep. They separated Bowser Fury. That's higher than the original Super Mario Brothers. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if you can quite do that. <laughs> this game's like 35 years old and it's timeless. Um, I guess spoilers. Number two, uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. And anybody want to take a gander at number one? The greatest Super Mario game of 64. all time. Probably they put Mario 64. Really? That was, that was like five or six, I want to say. Galaxy? Wow. Was it Galaxy? No, those were in that same like three to six or seven. They Galaxy 1 and 2 were back-to-back very near the top. Mm. So was Odyssey. Number one. This would probably be my... This would probably be close to my number one or number two. They're almost interchangeable to me. They were released very close together. One was a it was a launch title for its respective platform. Brant may have a T-shirt with it on there. <laughs> Provided Super by Super Mario World, friend of the show, Richard. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was Mario actually World. wearing that earlier today. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the argument was like it's not as ambitious as Super Mario uh, Brothers Three, and it's maybe not as groundbreaking as Super Mario sixty four, but it's like the quintessential experience. It's uh, easy to learn, hard to master, great worlds. They build on each other. Introduction to Yoshi. It was it was a pretty compelling yeah, argument. Uh, it yeah. is it is it is a good it is a good morale. Yeah, they're all really really pieces. good. And, yeah. uh, this one had, you know, there's a lot of Super Mario Sunshine slander out there, but this one had Sunshine pretty high up on the list. It better be pretty damn high on the list. I love Sunshine. Oh, Brant's a Sunshine Defender. <laughs> I loved that game. It's good. Nonstop playing it on the GameCube. Yeah. And those of us that had a GameCube that went through those just dry spells of content, that was one of the that was one of the heavy hitters for sure. All right, let's jump into Super Mario Brothers news. This comes from Chris Scullion at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Dot com. Not dot org. Not for some of the other ones. Dot gov. Dot gov. <laughs> Stop biz. Super Mario Brothers dot gov. Does anybody have that? Can we get, <laughs> can we get Super Mario Brothers dot gov? Uh, dot biz is good. <laughs> I don't hate that one. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers theme is the first game music selected for preservation in the Library of Congress. Koji Kondo's music joins more than 600 other culturally significant sound recordings. This will be, I guess this will be the definitive Super Mario game is whichever game they picked, right? <laughs> yeah. Since 2002, the library has been maintaining the United States National Recording Registry, a list of sound recordings that are culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and or inform or reflect life in the United States. That took until 2002 to start recording that stuff. That seems awful, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Uh, every year, 25 pieces of music are selected to be added to the national recording registry. I guess that's why <laughs> uh, it's so important. We can only pick 25 at a time. Uh, this year, Koji Kondo's main theme for Super Mario Brothers is one of the 25 chosen, marking the first time a piece of video game music has been added to the registry. Other sound recordings chosen for inclusion inclusion this year include Imagine by John Lennon, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver. <laughs> That's video game music. That was in that Fallout trailer. Uh, like a Virgin by Madonna, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. That belongs. 
and Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by Eurythmics. While the National Library already has a vast sound collection of nearly 4 million items, the recordings selected for the registry, of which there are now a total of 625, are considered so important that they must be permanently preserved. Preserved how? Is that like an MP3, like a (laughs) one megabyte compressed MP3 sitting in the vault somewhere? What is that? We put them. We put them all on an iPod. Classic, quick <laughs> wheel iPod. That's how it gets selected to the. <laughs> uh, these recordings are not necessarily selected as the best recordings of all time, but rather as works of enduring importance to American culture and hence in need of permanent preservation by either the Library of Congress or another qualified institution. <laughs> the Library of Congress explains. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Super Mario Brothers theme. What else are we putting in? We're we're opening up the video game wing. What else are we throwing in there? Doom. The Doom theme. Was that EMC2 or something is what they called it? Or is that the formula that Einstein came up with for the theory of relativity? What would I put in there? Maybe a Final Fantasy battle theme? That'd be up there. Or the victory fanfare, like do do no the do 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 the main theme, like the crystal, the one that's at the intro of yeah. most of the titles. But one of the prologue, yeah, the prologue. That's it, Cesar. I guess one of those, one of the better ones of those. Main theme for Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I'm, ama- I'm more uh, I'm more amazed that they they just added Imagine from John Lennon, Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin this year. Yeah, how how was I'll that? Not like your your introductory <laughs> class. Yeah. I mean, Take Me Home Country Roads is also classic. Yeah. I mean, what else do you do from John Denver? (laughs) Who's been gone a long, long time at this point. Yep. Almost 30 years. I don't know. Something like this doesn't need to be, in my opinion, doesn't need to be like a 25, 25 entries per year. Like you're just, and it's and this is the first video game song out of 625. We had no mm-hmm. video game tracks until 625 later. And why are there not different wings? Why is it not 25 per genre? But then you get, and I guess, I mean, we've talked about this at length on the podcast. Like, games shouldn't be driven into genres, I don't think. Uh, like what now doesn't have RPG elements? What doesn't have level up system or crafting or, you know, what is an RPG now? What is an action adventure title? What is a platformer? Could you jump? You jump in everything now. Yep. So it's almost like it shouldn't be driven up by genre either. So <laughs> I'm with Cesar on the stairway to heaven. <laughs> I'm more upset about that than any of the other. Yeah. Took so long for that. Yeah, we took 625, and then they picked Super Mario Brothers. I mean, they're they're. I mean, if they just added uh, fucking Led Zeppelin, man, they're years behind. Yeah. And what made it in before that? And where does it go? Can we access this? Can we go on the site and play off of whatever player they have? <laughs> play the 625 song playlist? It's a good question. I will convert one of my iPods into the Library of Congress iPods. <laughs> and I'll just have, I'll every year I'll add 25 songs to it every year. And I'll just, that's all I'll listen to the rest of my life is whatever they deem historically important. Uh, Brant has, for our audio listeners, Brant has a Nirvana t-shirt on is... Probably one of my least favorite Nirvana songs on there. I'm I'm guessing that's culturally significant, but <laughs> once you've heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" five hundred thousand times, is that the best Nirvana song? No, no, but it's culturally significant. So it's, it's it definitely is. 
Yeah. All right. That was a good news bit. I hadn't seen that anywhere. Uh, Ubisoft Plus multi-access now available for Xbox Series and Xbox One. <laughs> Still, I know I don't think Renee's on here. Nope, somebody's on YouTube. It might be Renee. Renee seems to be on a campaign against the Series S, but I'm starting to think more and more the older those Jaguar Xbox consoles are kind of keeping development mm, curbed. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. VHS box. Series yeah. potato. I don't think it's so much the one S or the the Series S as it is some of those older ones. I don't know. I don't even know what to do with my Series S now because they removed the uh, all the, the emulator support stuff on there. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you're um, when you have somebody that puts the Xenia emulator on there and it can emulate games that you're either trying to sell on the yeah. uh, I heard it Xbox really Store, well. I heard it was or, good. yeah, or <laughs> it's running games that you technically can't sell. Yeah, but Those that comes the best back to games. that argument. What was that, Cesar? Those are the best type of games. Yeah, that comes back to the argument of like, if you're not going to make it available for sale or purchase anymore, then other means are going to be provided to uh, access that content. People want them. That's always our argument, right, on this podcast. Let us buy the games. We want to buy these games. If you don't let us buy them, we'll find other alternate methods to procure them and play them. I mean, it's easier for me just frustrating. to frustrating. Put- Pay twenty dollars to buy a game to sit there and fucking look for it on the internet to play it some way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You guys provided me some very accurate. Uh, y- yes, Cesar, going back to the lazy argument. Yes, and I'm you know you're bastard. getting the benefit of playing it through the interface, and you get, and sometimes you get like upscaled content, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, you get an improved version of that with the boot. I mean, I love the boot prompt for the original Xbox is still in there. You get all not that. Only, not only that, but. Sometimes with emulators, there's games that don't run well, and you've got to sit there and try and tweak them and go back into the settings and constantly play with it. And, mm. right. All right, so somebody tell me about this Ubisoft Plus access on current uh, and past-gen consoles. Interesting that they are adding this uh, Ubisoft subscription service, which is, I don't know, I guess it kind of like a competitor to uh, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um. But they've uh, added this Ubisoft uh, Plus multi-access. A premium service for Ubisoft subscription subscribers allows members to play multiple platforms uh, through a single subscription. uh, Previously only on PC and Luna. Gosh, I haven't heard anything about Luna in a while. Uh, Grants users access to a large, growing library of games, uh, including... Um, I'll just skip down to the actual... Well, there's a lot of them. Holy shit. Um, So including Assassin's Creed, The Division, Far Cry, and more. So, let's see what every... Everything they got. There's a lot of games they actually have on here. Arno... uh, 1800. Oh god, Brant, we cannot read read this list. Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rogue, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It's Assassin's like back to Creed the MVD episodes. It's like it's like every Ubisoft game released since like yeah, 2014 it's, almost. It seems think like about it, it's yeah. it is 2014 god, dang, sounds like it is everything on there. Boggle. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking mm-hmm. Boggle. Jeopardy, I guess that's the NES one. The NES. Good old, uh, you get two versions of Monopoly. The NES Jeopardy. Plus and <laughs> Jeopardy. 
What was that, Cesar? You get two versions of Monopoly plus M Madness. <laughs> two versions of Risk. Risk and Risk Urban Assault. Yeah. <laughs> urban assault. That way, when you're done with your Risk, you can fire up Urban Assault. <laughs> Both South Parks. <laughs> the Fractured Buttholes. Starlink. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Both divisions. I bought the Starlink for Switch with the Star Fox content. Was mm-hmm. that? Did anybody ever play that? Was that any good? <laughs> no, I remember I'm seeing it. The little again with your Toys to Life, the bundle. That was the last. That was one. everywhere. That was the last one, wasn't it? Ooh, Uno Ultimate Edition. Yeah. Uno's better than Monopoly, right? Uh definitely. Yeah. Uh, it it causes as much division and friendships, but it doesn't take uh, an eternity to play a you know a couple hands at uno right you still hate each other at the end of it but <laughs> I'd, r- I'd rather watch the drama unfold of people playing monopoly in front of me just me not playing monopoly <laughs> yeah as long yeah. as you don't have to play it. it's enjoyable to me when people are getting upset i'm like this is funny but when i'm doing i'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. pissed off or monopoly jr like monopoly jr i think was concise enough to be be able to finish a game and get the same thrill Fuck Monopoly. And for some reason, I have like Nintendo Monopoly, Mario <laughs> Brothers Monopoly. It's like I got I, I got one of those every Christmas for like six years. Like, Mom, I'm never going to play these. Stop buying me Zelda Monopoly. Never happening. Uh, how do you get that? It's just an add on subscription thing. Yeah, it's a it's mm. an add on subscription. But hey, it's not more, a bad deal. They've had this for PC before. Yeah. Right. More yeah. more games, more places. Right. Yeah. That's what X, uh, Xbox always talks about. All the Far Cries, that's pretty dope. I just wondered if it was something they would rope into Game Pass, kind of like the EA stuff. but No, not yet. Who knows, maybe we'll get another tier of Game Pass soon. Game Pass Extra Ultimate? Mm. Game Pass Ultimate Plus. plus yeah, plus. everybody, everybody, everybody plus. loves throwing Plus on there. Everybody ends up with a Plus. Except for yeah. the HBO merger thing, that's just Max now. Yeah, they're subtracting words. <laughs> We're <laughs> getting rid of stuff. It's the way it should uh, be, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna consolidate services, you need to consolidate some phrasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of consolidation, this comes from Gramatsu. Suicide Squad kill the Justice League delayed to February second, twenty twenty four. No longer due out on May twenty sixth. That's one hell of a delay. That is a huge. <laughs> I knew it delay. got delayed. I don't think I put that together. Holy shit. Which, um, I mean, I guess they kind of wanted to get away from Tears of the Kingdom, but... Um, yeah, but you're like... Like, almost a full like year away. Pass. <laughs> you're in Tears of the Kingdom expansion pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I do appreciate that we still have a um, Horizon Zero Dawn content going up against the Zelda game. It's, it's just meant to be. It, we have to have it. Uh, Publisher Warner Brothers Games and developer Rocksteady Studios have delayed Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League from its previously planned May 26 release to February 2nd, 2024. (laughs) It will be available for, if these consoles still exist then, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC via Steam. Uh, Quote, we have made the tough but necessary decision to take the time needed to work on getting the game to be the best quality experience for players. Thank you to our amazing community for the continued support, patience, and understanding. There is much more to share in the months ahead, and we look forward to seeing you in Metropolis next year. So, I mean, the last thing that they said that they were taking community feedback and, you know, 
they understood that, you know, not a lot of people were happy about some of the uh, battle pass and things like that. But they these were all leaked things, too. Right? Yeah. Like they had a I remember they had a poor trailer. Then they had a leak of how you're going to consume the content. And it seemed like. And then they the had two a of those trailer combined. again. Oh, they had another trailer. Yeah. But I mean, they said they were going to take some time to tweak some things here and there. But, you know, don't expect any huge departures from what it was already shown. I mean, obviously, they've been working on this for some eight years or something now. Yeah. And I, I don't know to to take. What is this? Nine, nine months um, to polish, quote unquote, another a year. game. It's another year. I don't know if that's at this point you were about ready to you were about ready to delete, release it. I mean, you were showing gameplay trailers and talking that's a month about away. The May 26 is a month away. We're yeah. almost halfway through the year. I can't, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's something else. I, I They may just be trying to, one, get away from Zelda, but also kind of get away from all the bad uh, and, and negative press about the way the game's perceived and then come back and be like, hey, look, hey, here we go. We're coming out. Here's another little trailer. And maybe people will have forgotten that they didn't like whatever they saw the first time. So. Right. And I saw the the Avengers game was just recently super on sale, and mm-hmm. that was kind of a misstep for Crystal Dynamics. Um, maybe this type of game is not profitable anymore. Maybe that, you know, they ran the math. There's a reason that delays occur, and it's not always we're not ready because that's a nine-month delay from that release date is not indicative of polish, as Brent yeah. put it. Oh, you're not I mean, polishing up whatever that product was. We've, yeah. we've all oh, go ahead, Cesar. No, I, I just remember I seen that, that tweet from Jason Schreier. I had to pull it up on here. What's he saying? He, he said on he, the, he's on the end. Yeah. On a suicide squad. He says nine months is not enough time to completely change the nature of a game Two, the team was told that the delay was for polish and not related to the February gameplay showcase three. Also, other factors can affect release timing like the console makers. He goes to be clear. Polish can mean a lot of things from performance optimization to balance tweaks to bug fixes to server stability. Folks are surprised that the dev will take nine extra months to polish a game, but that's yeah. actually normal these days. Nine years between games, less normal. He says it's <laughs> he says it's typical because Starfield was delayed from November 2022 to September 2023 for polish. Yeah. Also think this is a as I read through this, for some reason, I still think of all these AAA games as being some sort of cross gen thing and looking back down at the article this is ps5 xbox series consoles and pc so even though the series consoles are lagging behind the ps5 they've you know xbox stopped reporting numbers during that one generation but we kind of have a guesstimate of how many of those have sold but you have nine more months of of install base that you get to build off of and drum this up is there a movie between now and then um, I think the biggest movie they got coming out is The Flash. That's supposed to be really, really good. Okay. So then you're going to have more of that DC engine turning yeah. and more of that marketing and, th- and interest and things like that. So Because uh, I know the early reviews on the movie, they, they're saying it might be one of the best comic book movies ever made. Uh, it's a lot of high buzz praise. around it. It's high praise. And then uh, second, they're, uh, they're, they're using that movie to uh, reboot the DC universe because since it's Flashpoint, uh, it's basically going to reset everything. So, 
Okay. Will that be a needed step, essentially? Uh, I mean, they got a new DC Universe coming out yeah. from James Gunn, so he they're going to use this Flash movie to uh, kind of like kill off whatever's been done before. So, Where do we stand on the Tom Cruise monster extended universe? <laughs> that already got canceled. Yeah, that's been dead yeah. for a really yeah. long time. <laughs> and I still haven't played it, but I've listened to the soundtrack a million times. Apparently the best thing we got out of that was the Mummy Demastered game. Soundtrack to that is so good. Um, uh, there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter, people joking about the Mario cinematic universe now that the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie is so good. <laughs> and it culminates with like Smash Brothers is the joke. <laughs> it's like that pretty pretty good. But people are mentioning like a Star Fox movie, a Zelda movie. Star Fox would just be so perfect. Remember like when they did the they did like an animated thing, but then that E3 when Star Fox Zero was coming out, they had the puppets for Reggie and uh, Iwata. It was, yeah, those that was so great. Good. I love those awesome. puppets. awesome. I loved that E3. Because my first, that whole marketing around that Super Nintendo Star Fox was like animatronics and puppets and stuff. And I remember getting, it was Wheaties or Frosted Flakes or something like that had the Star Fox stuff on the background. And I couldn't get any, I couldn't get games or consume anything like the extent of my game playing was going to the big area in Walmart or Best Buy that had the kiosk and trying out stuff. So yeah, with the uh, greasy controllers. Hey, it was it was a game. It was, it was something I could play. You know, I just I just remember the greasy controllers, man. That's it. Oh, nice. I had to wash my hands like eighty five times after that. Yeah, they were gross. Those kiosks, those kiosks were gross. But that was always a cool way to play something and see what new was coming out that didn't correspond with a commercial or a cereal box or a cartoon ad or yeah. something like that. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, delayed to February 2nd, 2024. It's literally almost a year. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, next up. Sega is reportedly set to buy Angry Birds studio Rovio for $1 billion. One Sound like an Austin Powers movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or would you would you prefer Austin Powers 2 when he goes $100 billion and they laughed at him? I was like, that money doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The back in time one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dr. Evil. He can't catch a break. Yeah, I think the first movie was what? $1 million? I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. $1 billion. And they're like, yeah, we can pay that. <laughs> yeah, because they unfroze him and he was in the future and he said $1 million and they laughed at him. Yeah, because they, they were going to pay the ransom. Like, sure. <laughs> Uh, cash, check, money order. How do you want that? <laughs> and then number, his whole panel's like, no, no, no. One, number, number, number two. Yeah, number two. The, yeah, number two. It's not a lot of money nowadays. Not a lot of money nowadays. <laughs> uh, Dr. Evil. <laughs> you're going to need to demand. Which one? The Rob Lowe one? Or what was the... Who was the original number two? It wasn't Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe that was number the one two when he went back killed. in the past. Uh, it was like Robert Wagner in the, in the present tense. And <laughs> yeah. it's like Rob Lowe in the, the past. Who yep. does number two work for? Yep, the same one. <laughs> you tell that it. turd who's boss. <laughs> what was like that? Farline was the one that always looked the same no matter what what time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, she was the same. <laughs> hey, her the I'm a Bond fanatic. Like the villain that she was based off of from Russia with Love. She, when she had the spiked shoes, I think her last name was Cleb. She was she was a serious villain. She was she was really good. Robert Shaw was her like understudy. Mm. He was a great character too because he choked everybody out. So he had like the pull wire thing come out of his watch and he would he would choke people long before his appearance as uh, Quint on Jaws. 
well before he was swimming with bow-legged women. Uh, somehow we made it all the way back around to Angry Birds <laughs> and Sega. I remember at a certain point in time when Sega could not have pulled this off. Yeah. Uh, this comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com and Chris Scolion once again. Sega could be poised to acquire Rovio Entertainment, the Finnish developer behind the Angry Birds series of games. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal, which cites people familiar with the situation. That's probably a good group of people to cite. Sega Sammy Holdings is in talks to buy Rovio in a deal worth around $1 billion. This ad that I'm looking at currently is questionable of content. The yes, report suggests... Is she blinking at you nonstop? Yes, she's okay. blinking for some right. reason. The report suggests that as long as the talks don't break down and aren't drawn out for any reason, the deal could be done in a matter of days. Rovio had previously been the target of Playtika, an Israel-based mobile developer best known for its casual slot machine, poker, and hidden object games. All three of those being some of my favorite games to play. Rovio has now confirmed that it... Oh, this is an update. Rovio has now confirmed that it is in discussions with Sega Sammy Holdings. Rovio and Sega will release further information at an appropriate time, the company says, adding there is no certainty as to when the possible tender offer would take place or whether it would take place at all, nor as to the terms of such potential tender offer. (laughs) We don't know if we're buying them. We don't know when we're buying them. We don't know how much we'll buy them for. But tenderly, they're doing it as a tender offer. Brant, what's the most tender offer you've ever fielded? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Playtika announced in January that it had submitted a proposal to acquire Rovio for $810 million. $810 million. Dun, 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 dun. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, that'll be our copyright claim. I get to put that one on the wall. <laughs> I mean, if 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 the if the copyright machine makes it sound like that, we just produce that sound just like the original one on there. I'll take it. Yeah. There's no way we sound that good. So they're flying around in the big boy burger thing, yeah. <laughs> floating thing, the floating freezing. Sign. Yeah. With, with the cat frozen in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because uh, Blofeld always had a cat, but they never. The cat. Why did he call it Mr. Bigglesworth? <laughs> He's like, if the Bond villain had a cat, what would he call it? He's like, I don't know, Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> we did an Austin Powers game. Think of how zany oh an Austin gosh. Powers game would be and what sort of villains you could get away with. Wait a minute. Was there wasn't one? There's a pinball. I've looked at believe me, I've recently <laughs> looked up. I've wanted to play an Austin Powers video game very recently. And for the PlayStation 1, there's an Austin Powers pinball game, which I still may consider getting. That'd be a fun stream. Would they get you on the music on the Austin Powers stuff? You got to be careful with the CD consoles like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as long as you get the, like, you start hitting the, the walls of the pinball, and it's like, yeah, baby. Bing, bing, yeah, what? baby. Um, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I'm seeing a <laughs> Austin Powers behave on the Game Boy. Oh, Austin Powers. Right, you might have it on your uh, your alternate <laughs> storefront device. Austin Powers pinball. Austin Powers trivia. Trivia. Uh, like yeah, I don't trivia? know what I don't know what this is. <laughs> the pinball might be worth it. I wonder how expensive it is. <laughs> Give us a good Austin Powers video game, you cowards. Yeah. Well, there's a freaking Austin Powers video game for the Game Boy Color that was developed by. Uh, I'm looking at the cart now. 
it has the Rockstar logo on it. Interesting. There's a stern pinball, like an actual Austin Power stern pinball table. That would be incredible. I must seek this out and play it now. Oh, that uh, is there's a sequel. There's a sequel to Austin Powers. Uh, Welcome to my underground lair. And it just has Dr. Evil on there. Oh, this is little pinky. This one's in Loganville. It's six grand. It's in Loganville, Georgia. We can get to it. <laughs> Fifty eight hundred or best offer free shipping. Or we could just go pick it up. Brent, where's the pinball? I thought it was on PlayStation one. I don't see it on eBay. There it is. I had to keep scrolling. It must be a rare PlayStation 1 game. I don't know. Oh, God, it's a Pirates of the Caribbean one. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Pinball PS1. All right, 12 bucks. New sealed $12. Do I get this? Do I stream Austin Powers? Do I stream Austin Powers pinball? Yeah, baby. Do I open a sealed one? Uh, A non-sealed one is... Uh oh, music takedown. DMCA, here we go. All right, this is $10 for an unsealed one. I might as well pay the $3 and open it brand new, right? Mm-hmm. All open right, it's it on stream. Open it on stream? I'll do it. I'll do it. This will get me streaming something again. All right, hold on. I got to check out with PayPal. Watch me do all this nonsense, and I have a copy sitting in there. <laughs> all right, look forward oh to Austin Powers gosh. pinball sometime soon. <laughs> this, this is like a the one on Game Boy Color is a really weird action platformer. Go on. <laughs> oh, I see. Remember, Game pl- Boy Color is basically NES, <laughs> so you're you're I, saying there's an Austin Powers NES platformer out there? Uh, well, it's got to be skinned uh i mean he's collecting peace signs um running away from game boy color trash cans um collecting tea mojo and um i don't know maybe some glasses there so the collectible items in a game boy game boy color game is always something related to the series right and then the villains are something totally out of left field so a trash can checks out Something uh, inanimate that has nothing to do with the series. Unless I don't recall and he actually fought a trash can somewhere in those in those movies. So sorry, here's that super rare Cubics, Cubics Robots for Everyone title. <laughs> Beyblade. Brant, did you ever get into the Beyblade stuff? No, I was I was never a Beyblade kid. Not a Beyblade. Messed up. This one's I never let it rip. <laughs> you at least know the tagline. Get out of here. Beyblade, Beyblade, let it rip. Oh boy, let's wrap up news. Are we done uh, with the uh, yeah, with Austin yeah. Powers news? No, this was Sega and Rovio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last we've got PlayStation Plus. We lost yeah. viewers. We lost three viewers during that day. <laughs> People drop like flies. One million dollars. <laughs> but yeah, we've got uh, like your PlayStation Plus uh, Extra and Premium. 
So as far as your extra tier, which I'm still considering um, the best tier out of all of these. I think that's uh, being reiterated uh, week after week. Month after month. After month. Yeah. Uh, so PS4, PS5, we have uh, Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, PS4, PS5, Doom Eternal. Mm. Uh, uh, Raider... Raiders Republic, PS4, Raiders PS5. Republic. Almost heard Raiders of the Lost Ark. I would be down for Raiders of the Lost Ark Republic. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Wolf, Wolfenstein 2. Oh, the that's new Colossus. Uh, Slay is, the Spire. Is the first one the one I just played on Steam? Is that currently on this thing? On this platform? Uh, I don't I'm know. Want, I'm wanting Brandon to play to the New Order. Because you have, what, the Old Blood... And then... Old Blood is later on on this list, and yeah. Wolfenstein too. But I skipped. Uh, I'll, I'll check Old in Blood a second. Old Blood is a prequel. Yes. Okay. Uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, PS4, PS5. Oh, that's the newer Monster Boy they did. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty big get. Uh, Evil Within, Wolfenstein, the Old Blood, Bass, Bassmaster Fishing, <laughs> PS4, Brent, PS5. Brant, what announcing was that? <laughs> Bass. I don't know. Telltale Games presents. <laughs> I was about bass. to try and do, like bass. <laughs> I couldn't bass. like help but actually crack up in the middle of it. <laughs> I love a, I love a good fishing game. I don't know how good this one is, but I love a good fishing game. Uh, we have Paradise Killer as well. PS4, PS5, uh, and we talked about Sackboy Sack last that. week. Yeah, you did. Uh, so now we have the premium uh, PlayStation, which is usually the classic tier. So we're going to get classic PlayStation uh, 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, possible PSP games. So let's see what we're getting into here. We, so we have, we <laughs> have shot, Doom. Take a shot. If you, we uh... have Doom for PS4. <laughs> oh, okay. hey, Doom. It, does it play Doom? Uh, Doom 2 for PS4. Huh. Okay, so all right. Let's back I guess both of those second. were on PS1, though, right? So No. You had Doom Final Levels. And Doom, oh, right, right. Was that Doom Classic? I think they called that other one. All right, so I'm gonna back up for a second. We're laughing, right in front of it. There's four player co-op for both of those campaigns. I'm willing to try. Really? This. I really okay. want. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, four local four player deathmatch and local four player co-op. Damn I it! See that? Yep. And, and here's local. Also, yep. Also on oh. Doom Two, you get four player deathmatch and local four player co-op. Shit. I would play and some online co-op. Next, we have. Oh, who could forget this? PS1 classic, Doom 64. I remember playing Doom 64 yes. back in the day. Just like Wipeout PlayStation. And that, of course, is for PS4. Uh, we have Doom 3 for PS4. And this is not the... What'd they call that one? The Definitive, whatever they call it, that remake. Yeah. This is not that version. But it does come with the uh, expansion that was like a standalone for the Xbox. Thought I had that. Return to Hell. There's a subtitle for yeah. it because I did read that in the press release. It's not the, it's not the re-release of Doom Three. This is like the first one that got ported. And then lastly, you have your Dishonored Definitive Edition for PS4. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you could argue Dishonored was originally a PS3 game, so it runs way better on PS4. Game and this is, yeah, this is the Definitive Edition that is 
like Cesar said, much better. Dishonored famously, I think Cesar had messaged me like, this game's so good, you gotta try it out. It's the game on PS3 where I was like, this thing is not meant... It was in that yeah. era of like... It was Bioshock right Infinite. before, yeah, that oh, like, the new era, and it was... Things chugged. Things, things chugged. Are not meant to run <laughs> these games. It was like, ugh. Uh, oh, as leaving PlayStation. Yeah, 4. I was about to say yeah. as as a last little bit here, we actually have our our first leaving PlayStation Plus. Um, so the big one here is Marvel's Spider Man, uh, Resident Resident Evil, uh, which of course was the uh, the just the classic uh, director's cut edition that you could get only if you had. PlayStation Plus. Oh, it's not the remake? It's not the GameCube PS3 one? I don't believe so. I had that in my mind for some reason. Because I just tried that out on... There's a weird Steam Deck fix you have to do. I'll go over that in a minute. Uh, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. And I think that's... Yep. that's Those are your... That's all that's leaving. Three leaving. It doesn't seem like a lot tends to leave that subscription service. I must say that's the first time we've actually had stuff leaving the service. So I will give it props for that. You don't have this constant rotation of of content. You usually have just additions. But technically, I mean, we've only been talking about that for what six months, seven mm-hmm. months, because they technically they merged, the... revamped it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm still good for like another oh. year and a half, and I don't know if I've partaken in any of the. No, I played some Siphon Filter. I played like ten minutes of Siphon Filter, which I've owned for eons. I don't have the PlayStation app on my iPad. I was gonna look and see if Wolfenstein: New Order I'm, was on there. I'm in the PlayStation app right. Yeah, now. look real quick, Brand, if you don't mind, because I highly recommend playing this. Yes. I got a. Yes. When I was talking about it, I got friend of the show Russell fired up and playing through it. <laughs> It doesn't take much. And it's so satisfying killing Nazis. Brent's giving us a live update. Can so, you play Wolfenstein The New Order on PlayStation Plus Extra? That's the mid-tier one, right? It's premium, extra, and essential? In, uh, included with games catalog in your PlayStation Plus subscription. Mm. So yes, on my... Um, on my extra tier, it is included. Okay, so. the regular new new order, Wolfenstein New Order, Wolf, Wolfenstein New Order, highly recommend. as well as now Wolfenstein. We just talked about two, the and old blood, blood, and to and the new Colossus, New Order as well. And Cesar and I played uh, Young Blood, the one with BJ's twin daughters, and that was that, we had a lot of fun with that. We just kind of mm. fell off of it. It was, it was a good co-op shooter. Ooh. Youngblood is not included in the service, though it is on there for like twenty bucks. It it's looks like always it's available on sale. for twenty bucks. Yeah, it's always on sale for less than that. That's not a super uh, super expensive game. It was more of an expansion that they kind of panned at the time, but Cesar and I had a good time with it. Games played. We moving on? Yep, that's it. Uh, as you can tell from my slight sunburn, spent a lot of time. This past week at the soccer field, so not a whole lot of games played. Uh, Before I go to Wolfenstein, I wanted to touch on Resident Evil. I can't remember if I talked about this um, trying to play it on Steam Deck when I was on vacation. Uh, Anytime I would start the game, you go through the options. It's like, do you want to play 4x3 or widescreen? 
do you want to play with subtitles on? It's a very basic, um, and this is a Steam verified title, so it's verified to work on Steam Deck. Uh, as you go through this, there's nothing flagging any sort of issues. And once I did research, people were kind of using this as one of those, should it be verified? Should it be playable? Should it be unsupported? Like, we don't know how you call this verified. Because anytime I would try to fire it up, it was a weird, the cutscene, you know, the, the introduction to Resident Evil, the remake, um, you see like a helicopter with stars and Chris is narrating it. And then you see the dogs come out and um, you see the news briefing about people being eaten and then everybody runs in the mansion, right? And then the game starts. What I would do, firing up that game, you would get this weird, remember the old broadcast thing where it would be like black, white, pink, green, purple. Yep. It, would be like, it would be like these lines. The bars. Of, yeah, like where it's a it's a non-broadcast. And for, for a minute, I thought it was a bit. I was like, I'll wait till the game loads. And like, maybe that's just how the the cutscene started. And I don't remember that. So you hear you hear Chris narrating for about 10 seconds. And then it goes, enter the survival horror. And then people are going in the mansion. And I'm like, this is not how, no, this is not how it worked. It never, it never switched out of that weird... We don't have an NTSC signal feed default thing that you would see on TVs back in the day. And um, so once I got internet, I'm researching it. And it's a known thing if you let the Steam Deck pick the high-quality textures, which it will natively do, you have to back it down to normal texture pack. And then all the cutscenes will play properly. And some people are reporting the high textures work with the 4x3 but I won't go that far. I've got that version on GameCube if I want to do that. So uh, I haven't officially tried it. I just discovered this because that was uh, basically all the Resident Evil titles are Steam Deck compatible. So I'm thinking like this is how I can consume uh, this series. I'm going to start with that first Resident Evil remake and, and go from there. Because I've never actually gotten very far in that game. My most played version of Resident Evil is the DS one. I got really far into that uh, Deadly Silence Resident Evil game. It's a good one. It is good. Mm -hmm. enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I started up Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, the sequel to uh, Wolfenstein The New Order, one I very, very much enjoyed and have uh, been playing played all the way through on the Steam Deck. Um, it gives you a nice recap of the first Wolfenstein, the new order, um, and leads you up into, there's a major decision you make in that first game. And I talked about how it played out throughout the game with those, the differences between those two characters. And I was wondering, like, is my decision going to carry over here? Uh, famously, Brand, have you played Gears 5? No, I hadn't gotten okay. to Gears 5. Cesar and I, uh, played through that campaign when it came out and it, it goes places, and at the very end of the campaign, you're forced to make a choice, and I don't know what the next Gears looks like based off of that choice. So <laughs> there's a very similar thing to Wolfenstein, and um, in the recap, they mention both of the characters, and then probably 20 or 30 minutes into the campaign, you get another kind of flashback where you get to reenact your decision. So you can either change depending on what timeline. Basically, the the... And the first game did this. I guess they knew how things were going to go continuity-wise. But it it tells you it's either... The two characters are Wyatt and Fergus. So whether you've picked one or the other, the whole rest of your save says, like, the Wyatt timeline or the Fergus timeline. And there's perks to picking one or the other and then, like, story-based uh, bits of it. And like I said, right before the last boss, there's a whole thing with whoever you didn't pick. And it's, it's out there. It's disturbing. 
and um, they let you they let you um, cement that in the start of this one. Sounds like what Mass Effect does. You know, Mass Effect has like a comic introduction to Mass Effect Two, where you can kind of put your major plot points in place based off of the decisions you might have made in that one. So, uh, sounds like it's very similar. Uh, I mentioned last week, don't get attached to anybody in New Order. Um, someone that survived and was a major key point in New Order dies within the first hour of the Wolfenstein 2. And I'm like, I wasn't prepared for this. And they just, they lose their head, literally. And I'm like, okay, there, here we are. This is, this is not going well for us. Um, for as much as Wolfenstein is about killing Nazis and trying to bring hope and a new outlook on the world and things like that. It is bleak and dark. And just when you think you get a leg up, you're brought back to earth as far as the cruelty of the Nazis and, and how awful they are. Um, uh, BJ wakes up based off the end of the first game. BJ wakes up and is in a wheelchair. So the whole first level is him uh, in a wheelchair and uh, you have your gun out and he's trying to roll and then as you keep going, he'll put the gun down and then you get faster as you're rolling in the wheelchair. It's a great element. And there's certain parts of the level where uh, you can't go up and there's a conveyor belt in this U-boat. You start off in a U-boat and there, you'll have to like wait for a platform to come down and then you wheel onto the uh, the conveyor belt and then you'll go up that. And there's more Nazis to kill up there, of course. Um, you can tell this is not a last-gen game. This was not a 360 PS3 game and didn't come out on those platforms. It's it's a it's a newish engine. Uh, the AI moves differently. There's a whole lot of more uh, more particle effects going on and things like that. Um, you can play it on the ultra settings on the Steam Deck, so you can go in those uh, you know the PC settings and it literally plays on ultra and it's it's beautiful. Uh, I'm not too far into that. Um, I cleared that first little area. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 is it, it picks up right where that first one left off, and it's it's an awesome game. Um, I mentioned last week I started Skyrim, so when I wasn't on Wolfenstein, I've got like eight hours in Skyrim now. <laughs> uh, I sent Cesar a picture. I was like, back on my bullshit. Look what happened. And you can definitely tell this is like the PS4 Pro Xbox One X version because it's got the it's got the god lighting in it. So when the sun is setting stuff like that and you're looking up through the trees, it's got these god rays that just you do not see that on the Switch version and it's <laughs> such a beautiful game still. And I'm not playing with any mods or anything. I'm just playing the vanilla special edition, like the most updated patched one that was that was available for Steam Deck. And um I'm basically following the main quest. I want to beat this game. I've never played this game all the way through. And the story's really good. Like, as far as I've gotten in the story, I I could see where it was headed, and it was just a really good fantasy story. And so I've tried to follow kind of the same path I always generally do where I'm trying to knock out the story beats. And I found, like, four dungeons I've never played in my 13 years or whatever it is now at this point. I think it's 12 years of playing this game. <laughs> um, there's a whole big Twitter thing today I was I was reading. For some reason, and I, I keep bringing up Twitter, for some reason, Dual Shockers is call, is talking about every single game I'm playing. They had a Skyrim article in the past two days. They had a Wolfenstein article in the past two days. Shit, there's one other game they were talking about. And I was like, are, are you just following my games played list? Or are you just like looking at what I'm currently going through? into your Steam Deck. I don't know what it is. It's like they're talking <laughs> about the same shit that I'm doing. They're backdooring into the Steam Deck. And they're like, what's yeah. this guy playing? 
It's crazy. Let me look at my recent titles because there was one other thing that jumped out there. Well, everybody's talking about the Jedi Fallen Order right now. Uh, yeah, it's not jumping out right offhand. But there was four years between Oblivion and Skyrim, and there's been 12 between Skyrim and whatever six is. If six came out this year, it'd be 12 years. And people are like, you know, at least we got Fallout 76 in that interim. Or, um, you know, Elder Scrolls Online was kind of garbage when it came out, but that's really turned into their, that's where their new content comes out as far as the Elder Scrolls series. I'm just not, I'm not into the way that one plays. I like being offline. I like playing the story mode that I, that I do. Uh, but essentially in Skyrim, you're the Dragonborn. So you discover that pretty early on in the game and you're trying to figure out why that is. And they send you to High Hrothgar, which is where the Greybeards are. And they know a lot of lore of the Dragonborn. Uh, they teach you how to shout. So a lot of the marketing in Skyrim was the Fusroda stuff. And I've learned the Fusro part of the shout. So the rest of that is coming up. Uh, but like I said on the way, I, I ran into three dungeons that I've never stumbled into before. Like I vividly re remember some of the quests I played and this was none of them. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm playing the same game I've been playing, and here's all this new shit in here. Um, I did have a, a funny incident. There are, I believe it's for an expansion. So this special Skyrim special edition, I get the, I didn't get the anniversary edition. Uh, it's an additional add-on you can get, and that's the one that came out, what is that, a year and a half ago at this point? Uh, the yeah. game famously launched at 11-11-11, so it was 11-11-21 uh, that the anniversary edition came out. But it's... So a bunch of creator stuff and like fishing and just some other things that I didn't need. I can add on to this one if I need to. And um, so there's a point where they introduce a an add-on to the DLC. And they do that by having someone like walk up to you at a certain point in the story. And then once you defeat them, uh, they leave behind a letter that kind of tells you like, hey, go here and get on a ship. And that's that's how they incorporate the DLC. So that's what takes you to an extra area. Uh, but when these two people showed up, the first time I played it, I'm in this major town. So as I'm trying, they attack you. They they talk to you and they kind of taunt you for a minute and they turn around and walk off and then they attack you. And so I have a uh, what they call as a house Carl. It's like a lady that walks along with me. Like she's a co-adventurer that was assigned for doing one of the early story, mission, story missions. And you can give her gear and have her help you out with parts of the story. And there's multiple house Carls you can get, but... I've only ever had Lydia, so I've I've had Lydia by my side for all my Skyrim adventures. And uh, for some reason, one of us hit a guard as we're fighting these people, so then the guards turn on us. Uh, Brant moaned in recognition of what happens. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, load the quick save. But So what I would do then is like try to get them away from the guards, and they murdered me. I had no chance against these two people. It was back to that Titan Quest game. Uh, where I just like I had no chance. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I can't avoid them. My save is right. They're they're coming for me. They have to approach you and confront you, calling you the false dragonborn and this kind of thing. So after probably six respawns of that autosave, I eventually like backed up around a building and you can see them trudging after me. Like they're coming. They're gonna come talk to me. And I went around to the guards and this time I kited another guard. There was another one walking through this village. And I got them to where, like, basically the guards were going after them. And I went from never competing, never being able to get a significant amount of hits on these cultists, to I never got hit. And they both were defeated. So I was like, yes. <laughs> I saved scummed and uh, and 
finally beat them and never got touched. I was like, you guys were easy. <laughs> uh, this is the way of Skyrim. So that's that's the update on that. I'm going to try to see this um, campaign through finally. Let me see what it says. Yeah, it says I have seven hours in it. So I know I bought that special edition. I got Skyrim Special Edition and Wolfenstein 2 on Humble Bundle for like $15 total, both of them. Nice. Steam sales are just so... They're so ridiculous. And between... I mean, you don't have to have a crazy awesome gaming PC, and the Steam Deck is not crazy awesome, but there's these verified games of playable games and such like that, but it's... To me, that investment is like so much better than trying to wait on a sale for some a Switch port of these because these are still $60 games. Like Wolfenstein 2 is $60 on Switch or it's $60 for Skyrim. It's like these games are so old. Both of these classics for me was $15. Um, I got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to run. Did I talk about that last week? Like I was having compatibility issues. I just deleted it. I reinstalled it because the Steam Deck, I've noticed like I can... I'll mess with this, the video settings or I'll mess with the compatibility or something like that. I was like, I'll delete this. I'm not doing this now. And I re-downloaded it and I'm running it with the most recent like Proton pack, which is like the Windows handoff to allow the Linux machine to run the Windows stuff. And it's flawless. And uh, I actually demoed, I finally got to demo the game to friend of the show, Russell, and friend of the show, Robbie. And they were looking at the handheld like, oh my God, I cannot believe it's doing this. Like it's the it's the intro with the train where you're learning to parry the stormtroopers and like slow them down with the force and pick them up and that sort of stuff. And it just, it showcases so well on that screen. You're just like, I can't believe it's a handheld. It's that sense of awe uh, moment with looking at that stuff. Uh, and that is it. Those are my games played. It's been a, it's been a Steam Deck week when I've been able to play some titles. Goddamn no more Centaur. Skyrim. Goddamn Skyrim. So I Googled it. Apparently, everyone has trouble with the centaur. Uh, What I'm going to do is... So he's always been in this, like, cove, right? And I've always attacked it from the south because that's where the opening is. And apparently, because I've never made it past... So there's the big centaur, and then there's, like, ten little guys, right? And I've been able to kite some of those out and kill the little guys. Uh, I Googled it. People say run straight through. And there's another Spartan camp. I think I talked about there being a Spartan camp in this area. And the whole reason... I'm trying to meet Leonidas and he's blocked off until I prove my worth by beating this guy. And I've been able to kite some of the enemies back to like certain parts of the Spartan camp. But apparently if I run straight up, which I've never done, uh, I could pull him up towards one of those Spartan camps. And there's one above me, but he's got a buff is what I was reading. So he's got a buff naturally that makes him resistant to uh, my attacks. And I've just got to wear him down to the point where the buff is over. And most people said either kite him up to the top where the the other Spartan camp is at or just take a shit ton of potions. Spend all your money on potions and wear them down, wear them down, heal. Wear them down, wear them down, heal. Because it's basically one button press to heal. I don't have to, like, leave the menu or anything. I could keep holding down and and shooting. It was aggravating because when I Googled it, people were like, you should be playing with the bow because you could just pull him back with the, the archery. And, and then as he turns around, just keep shooting at him. I'm like, that's all I ever do. I'm always the archer. Like, I've, I've done that since... When I picked a character and, like, first started off in the game, I've been doing that. <laughs> it's like, great, what do I do? So there's there's some other suggestions, but apparently it's just this crazy speed bump very early in the game. Because, like I said, it flowed awesome up until that point. Oh, and on that note, I think I told you all last week, it's like, I'll just download Diablo 3 and I'll pick that back up and start playing it. So I did that. The, the collection, Cesar talked about a couple weeks ago. 
it seems like it's on sale more than it's not. But they'll give you Diablo 2, Resur- is it Resurrected? That's, that's Doom 3, maybe. Whatever the remaster is of Diablo 2 that came out within the past year or two. They'll give you that and the ultimate Diablo 3, which is Prime Evil Collection, I think, which is all the DLC for that game for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's been like that on uh, the Blizzard.net. It's been like that on Xbox, PlayStation, and and Switch. So I already knew I had the save profile on Switch. And I was like, I'm on this portable kick. I'll get the Switch version. I'll fire up this guy wherever I'm at. And I was on a, I have a level 36 character. And I'm just looking around, and there's so many items, and there's so much stuff in the menus, and I've got a person following me. I don't know. There's, like, a guy with me, like, like on Skyrim. And I looked around, and I tried to go fight someone, and I had no clue what was happening. Uh, it's Cesar sent. What was the Gandalf thing, Cesar? Well, I don't, I don't recall this area. I don't know, where, I don't know where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I was like, oh, God, I cannot deal with this. I'm going to have to start a new... But they do. It's one of those where it's like it's not save profiles, but they'll let you pick a new hero. So I'll just pick a new hero and and get my fix that way. Because uh, unless I can beat the centaur somehow, but I, it might be worth giving up on Titan Quest for <laughs> the five dollars that I paid. If I can never mm. beat the centaur, I'll drop back to Diablo three. And again, when I fired it up on that OLED, I was like, oh, this OLED is so nice. It's such a good way to play games on this thing. Still no update on Metroid Prime Remaster, but that's. Still on my list. Got to get back to it and knock it out. But those are my games played this past week. It's on the list. It's on the list. Join the list. It's closer to being off the list than it ever has been since 2002. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> I've been, this anime season has been killing me. I've been watching 20 different shows, so I've been spending most time doing that. Ooh, 20 uh, shows. Yeah, this is a good season. Uh, the season of anime. I think the only thing I played a little bit of, I played some Atomic Heart. Uh, I've only probably, probably like four or five hours into it. It's like a poor man's version of Bioshock. A poor man's version of Bioshock. Yeah, I enjoy Bioshock. This one, I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't like the main character. I prefer the main character to be silent. This guy just bitches and complains all the time. He's very whiny. <laughs> and it's he argues with his glove, which is Charles. And it's like it's it's the glove is that animated thing like it's a it speaks to him yeah some kind of thing that's connected to him neural uh, neuralink so I mean it's like uh it's one of those one you might like it Richard it's one of those ones like uh alternate history it's like a uh, Soviet Union yeah. 1959 basically rules the world type of thing where they have all these uh machines or AI that they created that they, even the United States is using because they, they even have stuff from there in the United States the United States is complaining about all these robot workers with the Increase in unemployment since there's less people than these jobs for these robot workers hmm. that the Soviet Union is providing to them. Um, I do like alternate history. And so, I mean, basically, you just have a there's like some kind of a revolution happening with the robots and you have to go in there and kind of figure out. You got to find the guy, Petrov, who created the program and then try to defect. And then they punished him by like, all right, you finished the job. And then expect him not to betray anybody. And then he basically betrayed everybody. And now you got to find him <laughs> to stop all the robots that are going haywire and trying to kill everybody there. You said this would be fine. Yeah. So, you but I mean, it, you, you get a lot of the, the Bioshock influences in the very beginning where you get the first person view. You're going down a canal and you're going through a city with uh, humans mixed with uh, androids and robots. And, and then you get in this vehicle that flies you with this thing called a bumblebee. It's like a robotic uh, 
flying craft and it flies you around and this is all these floating islands over there floating over the Soviet Union and it drops you towards the ground and after that it just kind of goes down to the normal first person shooter thing uh I don't know man I, I think maybe like four hours into it's like I don't know if I want to play this man and then I like I really? looked online it's like is it just me and uh, everybody loves it online man I don't get it I don't I don't know uh I'll 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 fuck around with it a little bit more maybe um outside of that I, I did play some more uh uh Resident Evil 4 uh i think i'm in the castle now i'm at that bullshit part where they're gonna co- constantly kidnap ashley um <laughs> you don't think that'll be- have changed they've done it before and it pisses me off because like they carry her away and like they aim her body when i'm shooting at them and then i kill her every time i'm like god damn it man and i have to start over again i'm like you know it's like they they just know i'm shooting at them they're like oh just shoot her legs and she dies instantly and i'm like this is stupid Ugh. um the only thing I noticed is there's way more there's way more bear traps in this game than ever before. Oh my gosh. I'm running into bear traps more than ever. Uh it's like nonstop. Grant can confirm now. Yeah. I'm like cuz I'm saying like I don't remember this being this many bear traps. It's like there's a legit area where I'm in, like getting hit every 5 seconds and I'm like what the what the Damn. fuck man. I need uh, to install my copy. If both of you guys are playing it, I've got one. I need to go ahead and install it. Uh was that that villain's name Salzar? Yeah. The little dude, the little creepy yeah. guy. I'm playing in Japanese, man, and uh, his voice actor is uh, uh, Buruku from um, One Piece. And I was like, yeah, I recognize that voice. So <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, How's the Japanese voice acting? It's pretty good. Really good? Uh, it's not accurate when I'm looking at it in English, since I understand Japanese a lot more. Uh, oh. So I'm looking like, yeah, that's not what they said. But um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh yeah, so I'm at that part now where I'm doing that fucking oil thing where I have to do all these little. Uh, I, I'm just at that bullshit part now where they're, they're coming after. Where I have to use the little wheel and turn down all the bridges and climb up there, and it's that little puzzle area where this nonstop enemies. And this is when you get to the Resident Evil of uh, guns type thing where you're running out of bullets all the time. I'm over here making guns and shit, and I'm making bullets yeah. in there. Um, it's a lot, of, like I said, it's a lot easier this time getting a lot of the treasure, so you can buy a lot of the weapons and the upgrades. So I've been having a pretty easy time with that. Uh, I do notice like some things that are different because I don't remember too much from the when I did my playthrough on PS4, but this one I noticed when the the dude with the eyes, his eyes, someone uh, shut. Uh, that is a completely different boss fight. It's completely different than it was on the old school one. They changed it because I think that one you, you kind of look at a like a downstairs area and it leads you down there and you fight them. Mm-hmm. Like this one, it, it just draw me down there and it put me in a room and I it put all these chains everywhere and it's it's completely different how I fought them the last time. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I'm like chapter seven, so it's not that much after the castle, I think. Right, you know, once you get past the castle, it's usually downhill from there. It's like three fourths, like three fourths of the game probably. I yeah. have played all the way through it since the GameCube, and I just remember that game never ending. Like, it, it got to a climax, and you kept going. You got to another ending, and it kept going. Like, it just kept going, which yeah, I, it, I didn't complain about, but it's like, man, I thought we were close to the end, and then you have more, and then you got a sniper rifle at some point. It's like, man, this keeps going. Yeah, they, they the story is, is pretty true to the original one. They do add some stuff in there. Like, there's some more uh, interactions with uh, Luis and Ada in there. Um, I'm sure Brent will notice mm-hmm. that. They, they interact a lot more. Uh, like eight is in there. It's like this is not part of the deal type stuff with Luis and stuff like that. So there's a pretty uh, significant imp boost in performance with the patch. Are you noticing it looks better, or plays better, or anything? Yeah, I mean it plays the same. I mean from what I can tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean there was n- I didn't really have issues before then, so I don't know. I don't know what I'll be looking for. So I mean right. it's not like something I was. It's not like Atomic Heart where I. Uh, I oof. I mean there's <laughs> it's weird. 
<laughs> it's like the it's got some go frame on. Pacing, it's got some frame pacing issues in that game where it just like stutters sometimes, like it's humping the screen. I'm like, oh god. Still. Uh yeah, over some of the I mean it's, it's a memory got it's a double A game, so it's one of those uh, yeah. double A games. So uh, I think their patch came out recently. I got I don't think I've tried it with the, the recent patch, but I mean I, I I never really noticed a difference in Resident Evil Four, but it, it plays pretty well. So. But yeah, that's it for me. I'll kick it over to you, Brant. Um, I also have been playing Resident Evil 4. I uh, popped it in, played it a little bit today, got to um, Chapter 3. So I've just like reached the church, and I'm about to have to try and get in there and find Ashley. Um, like you said, I've just noticed there's a hell of a lot more bear traps. I mean, even portions... Mm. Where, like, after I get hit by the first bear trap, I'm like, okay, I'm keeping my eyes on the ground. So anytime I can, I'm I'm looking and I'm tripping the bear traps. But there's even been times where, like, um, trying to remember exactly where that was. Uh, you, oh, it's after you get, like, that little, it's a hexagonal key that's got, like, a bird on it. And you go through, you kill a couple enemies, and then there's like a little open area, but then you go up these like three stairs, and there's just a chainsaw guy waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And I saw him, and I like backtracked while he's trying to rev up. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna run back a little bit and set it's right up before with the, the house, right? Yeah, set up with the rifle. Yeah, that's and, that's a weird place where they. That's where, I think that's where you save the dog, right? Instead of the beginning of the game, you save the dog there, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and so I literally oh, that, wolf, that wolf thing the wolf. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm-mm. so I so I literally I turn around and walk down the stairs and bear trap. I'm like, what the? What that wasn't there two seconds yeah. ago? Yeah, this I bear swear traps to God, everywhere. I man. swear to God, <laughs> they bear just traps pop up everywhere. So, um, but other than that, like you said, it's 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 pretty faithful as far as story wise. There's like layouts and things that are a little bit different. Um. I've seen already. I've already seen things about this um, in in like little review videos and things. So uh, the game basically will I won't say punish you, but it makes you play things differently from the original. So if you try to do things like like in the like you did in the original game, like say the original. Um, when you walk into the village for the first time in that village um, where you have all the villagers running after you and you've got to either, you know, kill the chainsaw man or just run time out until the church bell rings. There was this one tower that you used to be able to climb up and you could climb all the way to the top of the tower and then just sit there and look at the ladder and pop them as they're coming up. Yeah. In this game, some of the ladders you get kicked down, right? Yeah. Not that one specifically, but some yeah. of them you could be like, I'm up here now. In this one, you can you can walk up to the top of that tower. There's there's like a green herb there, but you pick up that green herb and you walk around for like two seconds, the floor just collapses. Uh so there's <laughs> there's Whoops. no uh yeah, there's no cheating it and cheesing it like you could in the original. And I've already seen a few other instances where they where they do that. If you rely on your old knowledge, you kinda get in a bad situation um which is cool i i do uh i do like that you know it gives you different it makes you play it a little bit differently right you know give you make you play a, from a fresh fresh approach um the 
durability of the knife is pissing me off a little bit. I'm really, I'm already getting tired of my knife breaking. Mm. I've like, that was like the first thing. Cause that's one of the, the things I saw was like, if you can just go ahead and upgrade the knife. I know I upgraded the durability. Yeah. And so, so a friend of the show, Michael and I were talking, there's some other button that you can mash stuff open with. Like you can, you can, oh, you can just kick, yeah, you just yeah, kick you can stuff. press X and kick shit, yeah. Okay, so you don't have to, it doesn't have to expire by cutting it open. Because yeah. it used to be you would just swipe with the knife. Uh, but I've already gotten to the point where I've hit a box open and there was a damn snake in there. Mm-hmm. So. They attack you, I'm assuming? Yes. Just like back in the old ones. Because I know the first time that that happened in the original, I'm like, okay, every box, I you know hit it with the knife and then just keep going because that damn yeah. snake's in there. Um, so, but my knife already broke off again. With the snake box. My damn, my damn knife already broke again, even though. Well, what happens when it, what happens I've when only it broken breaks? it once. You, you got to get it fixed by the uh, merchant. Yeah. You got to get it. You got to get it fixed for another like 4,000. Mm. Um, you can't pick up knives off of anybody. It's not like you, Breath of the Wild. You can, you can pick up kitchen knives. They're like these smaller stubby kitchen knives. And you get maybe like a couple stabs out of it and it breaks. But you've stabby, you stabby. can you can find a good bit of them. Like yeah. there was at one point in the game where I was walking around with three of those and my combat knife. So um and one more and you can have place seating for eight. <laughs> uh two two more dings uh for the game. Uh and it's it's not a major issue, but uh when you enter the game and you're sitting there on the uh on the title screen and you press start into the game, it doesn't go resident evil or, you know, so that's a, that's a little ding. And also the, uh, merchant, really the merchant, when you talk to him, he doesn't, you know, automatically go, Whoa, what are you buying? What are you No selling? way. No. Yeah. He hasn't said that once to me yet. I know his, what? I know that line is in the game. Somebody said oh, that he, okay. he does he does say it at some what point. What do you do to prompt it? But you gotta I'm keep like, talking to him over and over. Where is it? Say the line. Yeah, I'm like, say the line. come on, can you, man. Like, can you point your gun at him? <laughs> try to get him to say. I'm it. like, he should at least say it the first time you meet him. Come on, man. No, because no. now he's got you. Now he's got you waiting. But it's no, gonna yeah. a, it's gonna be a big deal when he finally drops <laughs> the hammer. But I'm I'm having a I'm having a good good time with the game. Um, there's, there's definitely some like new enemies and, and other little things that they've thrown in here to change it up enough. Cause there's, um, there was one instance where like I was walking into this, uh, like farmhouse and then all of a sudden the door breaks down and there's like this dude with like a freaking like ox head on him and a giant hammer. I'm like, okay, I don't remember you. Yeah. <laughs> bullet like Dragon Quest. That guy's in Dragon Quest, right? It's a fucking bullet sponge is what he is. Yeah, he was goddamn bullet sponge. What do you it do was, with uh, him? You run? I, I had a bunch of grenades, so I threw some grenades and uh shot him with the shotgun. He he went down. <laughs> but yeah, he just he literally he, he'll do the whole like cartoon wind up and like swing with the hammer kind of deal at you. <laughs> like <laughs> You know he's coming for your so. ass when you see that going on. Um, oh man. And other than that, I, um, it wasn't the catfish, uh, trial that I did in Link's Awakening. It was the angler 
Angular. I had the Angler key, yeah. and I did the Angler um, dungeon. Which you dug that one up, right? Is that one at Richard's Villa where you dig it up with the shovel? No, that was no? the one before. Okay, that was the Scorpion. I don't. Oh, gosh. Tail key. Tail key. Tail key. Yeah. But the the um, the Angler dungeon, aside from it being like a just a really odd dungeon, a lot of the uh, the enemies, the mini, the mini boss, and the the Angler boss itself were really really easy mm-hmm. uh it's probably the easiest uh dungeon so far um so i've got the little the flippers and i can you know go underwater there was another mario enemy in there the thwomps uh made an thwomps appearance in there mm-hmm. yep you can jump on them you have to jump across them to get across platforms yep. right yeah yep um I think some of them you have to weigh down, like you put a jar on their heads or something and it drops them down. <laughs> They're like, ooh, you can see it in their face. <laughs> uh, and other than that, I ha- I really hadn't gotten a chance to to get back into that and play yeah. to play more. I need to pick um, up my playthrough on the. I've still had this sitting down here from whenever I talked about it on the show. This is the, <laughs> the Mario Brothers one. Yeah. And it ran out of juice at some point. Yeah. But I need to pick up my Link's Awakening playthrough on that. Uh, yeah, Zelda that's. One. That puts me at about halfway through because there there's eight instruments in all, so mm-hmm. I got four or eight. Wake and the I've, wind fish. Yep, I've walked to the top of the stairs and I've seen the giant egg. Now I've just got to get all the rest of the inter- instruments and Mount Kolohint, Koholint, Koholint or Kolohint, Koholint. Boom, 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 boom. But that is heights. That's it for me. You've still played the most, which is, this is weird. Usually you're the one that's going like, yeah, I played a it's little Halo. I played a little of this and uh, that's it. And it's been like, I was thinking when I came down here, I've been down here twice since we got back. So uh, like I didn't do any Call of Duty. I didn't do any Halo. None of my usual bullshit. Still don't know if I'm going to reactivate Game Pass because it seems like I can play Halo Infinite yeah. and Warzone with no issue. It'd have to be something major to come out that. I'm like, yeah, this will be worth it. Or, you know, Starfield and get that three-month thing off of Newegg or CD Keys yeah. or whatever it is for like 32 bucks for three months of Starfield. I don't know. I've just kind of determined, like, there's so much to play and I have access to so much. I don't need this. And they're not cutting off what I'm already playing on the system. Like, I, I don't have yeah. to have access to that library currently. But but I realize, like, I'm the three of us are different from your normal user like an, an average xbox owner that is a super yeah. super great value and i'm not saying it's not a great value it's just as far as our libraries and collections are are concerned we have plenty of things to play without the yeah. without the netflix of games that the game pass does offer all right is that it for us anything else you want to add closing no that's it ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us this week and we will catch you next week bye See ya. Adios.